Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Long ago in a distant land, I, Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness, unleashed an unspeakable evil. But a foolish samurai warrior wielding a magic sword stepped forth to oppose me. Before the final blow was struck, I tore open a portal in time and flung him into the future, where my evil is law. Now the fool seeks to return to the past and undo the future that is Aku. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the most honorable Chris Randazzo. I wish thee destroyed. Um, we're Hopefully Karen will be in in a little bit. Um, doing I'm mo- not dying, Evan. <laughs> What, you're not. I survived the plague. I, I was, I like, I didn't. I was gonna, you know, make sure that the the fans know. Just because Karen is not here, that doesn't mean the plague has has taken her from us. No, I, no, we're both healthy. She's just holding a, a baby. So we're so happy to have you back, Chris. I'm so happy to be back. I didn't do Stone Age Gamer last week. I either. know that was a big deal. Yeah, I'm, I haven't I'm podcasting in like a week. <laughs> Hopefully you'll remember how to do it. <laughs> what are words? I don't know what I'm doing. What does uh, this button do? <laughs> Test. <laughs> Am I supposed to be recording this? Um. All right. You chose this week's episode. Darn right I did. And I am curious as to why this specific episode of Samurai Jack. Uh, it is season one, episode seven, Jack and the Three Blind Archers. Mm-hmm. Why, why this one? This one, because whenever I think of Samurai Jack, this is the first thing that comes to mind. This specific episode? This specific episode. I think of Samurai Jack. If I ever think of introducing somebody to Samurai Jack or, or, or anything like that, whenever I think of this show, I just I think back to this episode. It just had a profound effect on me. Uh, and one of the things I think is super cool that I just recently found out, a link that Karen sent me, was that this is one of uh, Tartakovsky's favorite episodes as well. This is um, He did a list of the ten episodes of the original Samurai Jack that you just need to watch mm-hmm, before mm-hmm. watching the new one, and this was on there. Interesting. Uh, so I felt pretty pretty vilified by it. But yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, this... this this episode, I just remember. I remember watching it the first time and just being floored by it, and I mean, really being floored by Samurai Jack in general. Yeah, but it's a phenomenal show. Like it, it really is. Take away the but fact this, that it's a cartoon, it is a phenomenally done show. It is. Um, I'm kind of sad Karen isn't here because I really want to know what her thoughts on it are because. I, I kind of could tell that while she was watching it, she wasn't enjoying it nearly as much as me, but she's also not a big fan of, like, kung fu movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm watching this, and, and this, this episode in particular really stuck out to me because it, it does this in the, the premiere episode, too, which is another one of the absolute must-watches. The premiere episode is, I mean... God, God, gosh, dang it! <laughs> Premiere episode, uh, the, the three parts. Watch thing. your language. <laughs> it, it goes through the whole the whole business, and uh, it's it's kind of got got some goofy stuff. It's got the amazing first part where you're learning about the you know Jack's history a bit and mm-hmm. how he got to be who he is. He fights with Aku. He he goes into the future, uh, but the fight scene at the end where he's slicing through the robots and he just gets covered in the oil from the robots. And it's just, it keeps going and going and going and going. And then, like, when he is just, he just keeps getting hurt more and more, and then he keeps getting back up and fighting more and more, and he just destroys all these robots. And then there's, like, a brief break in the fight, and one robot, like, Jack looks exhausted, Mm -hmm. and one robot takes a single step back, and the timing of this is unbelievably, it's so perfectly done, the timing. The robot steps back, and the, the millisecond 
its foot hits the ground, Jack opens his eyes and says, no, there is no escape. And he kills <laughs> Ooh, the rest of us. <laughs> I just got to chill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. That was amazing. And what was so amazing about it is it had all these sensibilities of a Kung Fu movie. And a lot of older Kung Fu movies are, are rarely afraid of uh, silence or negative space. Mm-hmm. And, but this show does it so artfully, particularly in in this episode. Now, this is this is an episode of a children's cartoon that was airing on Cartoon Network from Gendy Tartakovsky, the person who previously brought you Dexter's Laboratory and the Powerpuff Girls. Those two shows, in comparison, did not stop. The entirety of those two shows was filled with motion, noise, laughter, jokes, like constant. This episode. Now, I remember you saying when we when we were first talking about you trying to do a rewatch at work, you mm. couldn't do it of this show because you need to watch yes. this show. It is visual storytelling, like very, very much. So. Now, this episode was twenty three minutes in total. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first thirty seconds about is the intro, the Aku monologue. Okay, then the first word. In the cartoon is uttered at four minutes and 30 seconds. That's when the guy says charge. From (laughs) that point, it goes to another three minutes. And then there's a story told for two. And then it goes another three to four minutes with, like, actually, it goes another five minutes with no speaking. But... Jack does this neat little thumb trick with his his sword, and it splits the arrow. I noted that in my notes at, oh, at, yeah. at twelve forty five. Um, for w- less than a minute, there is a story told when uh, you know how he's you know fighting blind, and at seventeen minutes and fifty seconds, he says, "I am ready," and then the last two minutes of the show have spoken word. Yeah, for a total. Of approximately four minutes and 45 seconds out of 23 minutes, there was spoken word. The rest yeah. of it was complete and total imagery. Yeah, I mean, not not silence. It was nope. very, very based on sound. Now, this isn't uh, this isn't like the most original story you've ever seen. I mean, obviously, I, I feel like when it came out, I hadn't seen this story a lot of times. Like, you know where it's going mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. watching it. You you see where it's going it's just it's how it's delivered that's so remarkable like the way the way it uses sound and like you said the thing with the sword like where he where he <laughs> thumbs up his sword like it is one of the great things about samurai jack is that it does such a great job of showing how, like close calls it Very does much a great so. job of showing that that jack gets hurt and seriously <laughs> hurt he gets injured he gets cut and but in the same instance, he is avoiding injuries, like, masterfully. Like, there is this... Oh, my God, yeah, absolutely. Where, where it, the first it, arrow that is shot at him... And he dodges it, between his toes. He splits his toes. <laughs> <laughs> like, the imagery itself, I mean, it is a very simplified art style, okay? And as you got, you know that I am really big into art. This normally would not appeal to me, this 2D-styled, layered imagery, where it looks like it's, it's very flat, but the, the visuals... It's very highly stylized. Highly stylized. And the, every, every image that is on the screen is telling part of the story. There is not one minute that is wasted in this episode. The, 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 it, the way they explain non-verbally how he's acclimating himself to non-visual fighting you know the the deer and and the snowfall and using every bit of his hearing sense to make it so that he is just a good just as good of a samurai with or without his eyes and now we've seen daredevil since then and mm-hmm. like things have done this kind of effect uh to to great effect since this but i can i honestly I don't think I had seen something quite like this before. And like, really, when I think about it, I think about really there was that the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was obviously the modern Daredevil. Like, there's definitely been stuff where there's you're, you're, the camera is showing you 
uh, what the person is hearing and how he's seeing through his hearing. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't think of an example before this episode that I that I'm familiar with. And one of the other, like the 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 visuals, like I said, they they all tell a story, but they are so there's so much violence. But it is just shy of like gory violence, like the entire the entire opening sequence where that horde of of robots is, is attacking the tower. Mm-hmm. The the choice that they made to use the color palette that they did, when a, a robot got his arm shot off, you saw circuitry like wires and stuff and sparks popped out, but everything was pink and red. So it gave yeah. it the, the the feel or the look of flesh, like it was a wound, and it's a it's a robot. You, it's obviously a robot. It's just the the choices that the the artists make for this show is it's like nothing is wasted, and and it's one of the reasons I'm really excited to see the new one because the new one's airing on Adult Swim. Correct. And yeah. it's not going to be like they, the reason Jack was fighting robots all the time is because you couldn't have them slicing people up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on uh, just get regular old Cartoon, Cartoon Network. Network. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is going to be on Adult Swim and it's going to be it's going to be. He is fighting from what we have seen so far. He is fighting humans in some way. Shape, yes. Or form. Like, I don't want to say it's going to be more violent because I'm, I'm from what I've seen. The violence is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. It's just. Instead of it all being on robots, it's going to be on, you know, things that bleed. And <laughs> I'm really, really excited to see it. Yeah, it's it. I hope that they can live up to what has come before. Like we are all very excited about getting the 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 conclusion of the story. Mm-hmm. I just it's been it's been a long time. It has, but it hasn't been a long time since Tart. I mean, it has been a, a decently long time since Tartakovsky's done something like Samurai Jack, and um, but his last show, while not not a uh, commercial success in the least, uh, Symbionic Titan was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he hasn't uh, lost a step okay. as far as storytelling is concerned. So I'm I'm really not not that concerned. Like I I would be. Like for other things that that have been away for a long time, and you kind of wonder if the if the creative team behind it has lost their touch. But nearest I can tell, that's not the case. And there's been some test footage, not test footage, but uh, there's like a, a scene or two mm-hmm. of the new Samurai Jack. And at the at the very least, from an action standpoint, there's no 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 skipping a beat, not yeah. even a little. It's I, it, when it comes to animated when it comes to animated shows, they I hope that they stick with this the same art style that they don't uh, cheat. Like you could see, like who there was a, a cart the the Batman, I think it was that that first did it like horribly where they did sort of hand drawn animation mm-hmm. and then they would throw in this horrible CG animation that just stuck out horribly. I mean, Spider-Man did that. Uh, that was the first time I had ever really seen that. That always bothered me. And I, like, it's—I don't get it. I hope well, I hope it, that they it don't. Doesn't, it, I don't think it's like that. They seem to be using the actually they seem to be using the same tactics, but doing it a lot better. This is re- actually I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, this is a really interesting point. This is the first time I had watched my Samurai Jack DVDs on my HD TV. Like, really sat and watched them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had brought them to you know when we worked at Hollywood and and, and whatnot and. This was the first time I'd really sat down and watched it in HD, and you could really see the seams in the computer-aided animation that they used for Samurai Jack, because mm-hmm. they've been using compu- computers to aid in animation for a long, long time, and, and Tartakovsky was as well. But when this was show was originally aired, it was designed for standard definition, and there are things that, that they did in standard definition, tricks that they used... Um, that you couldn't see because it was standard definition. Mm-hmm. But watching it on my HDTV, uh, there's a scene towards the beginning where the the guy that was in charge of the robot army, mm-hmm. uh, he's getting closer and closer to the camera. And it's actually three different illustrations that fade into one another and are being digitally zoomed. So he was drawn at three different sizes. And then the zoom was drawn to like bring him up to one size. And then the... 
uh, detail improves on the closer one, right. it zooms in. And it, as it zooms in, it continues to get more and more out of focus. Now, you would never notice this when you're watching it on, on a regular you know, standard definition television. But watching it now, I saw it as clear as day. And I'm looking at it like, wow, that's a really clever trick. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the um, the new footage of the, the scene that's been released, it's it's crystal clear. It is so clean. It is 100% his style. Uh, which which is it was just marvelous yeah. and uh, except now it's in high definition and it's in widescreen. Good, which is just great. Um, yeah, I did, I, and I I actually watched this on Hulu, and Hulu has a tendency, especially like around dinner time. I the, I watched this this episode twice, second time, so I can take those the the timing notes. The first time I I mm-hmm. couldn't peel my eyes away, um, but the second time I watched it right ar- right around dinner time, and it was noticeably lagging like there was like it wasn't as crisp because of the the drain on hulu at that particular time it Mm -hmm. felt like i was watching it really close to standard definition Mm. and everything blended better i guess It, it it the show was made for standard definition when yeah. you take a, a show that's made for standard definition and shine the high-definition microscope on it, you could see its flaws. The second watching of this was more visually entertaining because it was using the medium properly. It's... I, 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 I just get wary when, when... It's not a reboot. It's not a reimagining. Like, it's, it, that's not necessary. Finish yeah, the story. Are, these are the that, next episodes. You know, tell tell me and show me because the show is so visual. Yeah, just keep going with that. You it and, was a and good kind of thing. To your, an interesting thing to throw in there to your point about uh, intermingling of CG. Uh, Symbiotic Titan did that a lot. It was kind of the general aesthetic of the show. Like it was very much Tartakovsky's uh, di- distinct style. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also there was a lot of CG characters involved in it as well, uh, just from the ground up, and it was it integrated very very well. So really, him and whatever production team he's working with, uh, I f- I feel I have the highest confidence in their ability to not screw that kind of stuff up. Like th- this in particular is such a passion project for him uh, that there's I I'm certain that there were no corners uh, skipped in this it's a it's a finite number of episodes and i'm really excited for it but to the back to the point of this specific episode i mean if you've never watched this show before and you have an affinity for uh stuff like kung fu movies uh or just visual storytelling and animation in general it's it is a the entire show is is a a really really remarkable looking thing uh and it's also just you gotta respect its ability to it's it's it never shies away from silence and that's not something you typically see in a a kids show in a cartoon Uh, right absolutely yeah it's it's just not um it's a one of my favorites and i'm glad we got a chance to talk about it I like the, the fact that Phil Lamar is the voice of Samurai Jack. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am so sad about Aku. Um, I, I don't he's don't not even. We've... He's not. Even, he's not credited in. I'm looking at the IMDb page now, and he's not credited. Yeah, they haven't episode. announced who's doing his voice yet. I uh, know. Um, I'm talking about for this episode that we're we're talking about. Due to the oh, fact that it's, it's only in yeah, the it's intro. Yeah, it's just the intro. Yeah. yeah. So, but eh. Who are they? Ha- do you know who they're having do? Aku? Aku. I don't think they've announced who's doing Aku's voice. You you can hear his laugh in the newest trailer, uh, and it's it's definitely not Mako right. <laughs> because it's uh, that's that's an irreplaceable voice. But uh, it is uh, it's. Do, do you know who they? I don't know. He he was the guy who did um, in the last Airbender. He was the uncle, Uncle Iroh. He was Absolutely. Uncle Iroh at the beginning. Right. Yes, he uh, he lasted through almost the whole show. Actually, okay. Um, there was a an episode in the last season um, before he gets locked up. Mm-hmm. After he breaks out, it's um, uh, it's a Baldwin of some flavor. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, it's related to if he's related to them, but uh, 
And then every time he appeared in Legend of Korra as well, it's the same voice actor. But uh, and, and and they did a good job of approximating Iroh, but um, Mako's tell. voice. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, is that Mako was such an impressive voice actor, and that was one of the things that made me almost not pick this episode because I really wanted something with Aku in it mm-hmm. just to showcase just how re- incredible he was because Aku is such a strange villain. He is so weird. He's, he's, he's evil, like really, really <laughs> evil. He is evil. And, the fruits yeah, of just, the devil. Com- <laughs> he is completely evil, very menacing, but he's also kind of a goofball. Mm-hmm. Like it, th- that's the weird thing about Samurai Jack is that it's, it never takes itself too seriously because it is still at its core. Uh, I mean, kind of goofy. It's, it has this weird sense of humor to it and lots of really weird bits to itself. And Aku is a very weird villain. Um, but he's, he's incredible. Uh, the, the things that he has done throughout the series, his laugh, his, just complete maniacal nature. And then you switch over to a character like Uncle Iroh in Avatar The Last Airbender, who is just un- unyieldingly kind. Uh, just but such he, a he, loving he, and kind person who is capable of of power. I mean, he's he's freaking Dumbledore, for yeah. crying out loud. I <laughs> it, mean, it's the voice that is behind Uncle Iroh, it, it infers strength. And that is Mako. Like, no matter what character he is playing, it's there's there's a, a you know a, this very fine line of of, of confidence in it. Mm-hmm. No matter what, whether he's playing goofy or straight or nice and friendly or horribly mean, Maku had a very distinctive voice, and yeah. it will be especially in this character. It, it's gonna yeah, be it will definitely be missed. Some big shoes to fill. Um, another note that I just saw as I was wandering through the IMDb page, um, Will I Am is part of the the musical. He he gets a music credit. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I'm not sure for what. Maybe the the end because that does get kind of Will I Ammy. But uh, this this show it was four seasons, right? And the yeah, fifth, the fifth is coming soon. I think we have a news article about that, so we'll yeah. talk about that in a bit. But it's a great show, and it is available readily on Hulu. So, and just check it out. Really, really good stuff. Yet again, Chris, good choice, good pickings. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Actually, you know what? Hold, hold on. Okay, hold on one second. I'll be right back. All right. Mm. So I've mentioned this on the show before. Right. Um, but this is this is the note that Gendy Tartakovsky put in the season four DVD set. Um, season four was full of excitement and pressure. In the last season, you always want to make all the episodes the best because they might not there might not be any more. But it's extra difficult because all the parts of production are overlapping. We were doing post production on season three, writing and producing season four, starting pre production on Star Wars Clone Wars, and the crew was slowly disappearing. But we were able to hold it together for some stellar episodes. Some of my favorites included Tale of X49, Number L, Robot Samurai vs. Mondo Bot, Samurai vs. Samurai, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the big question as we neared the end of production was, should we end the story and send Jack home? At the time, I felt that the proper way to end it would be to do a full-length movie, and I still do. Hopefully that movie is somewhere in the near future. Meanwhile, I hope you will enjoy season four. So at this point, he was saying that he he had a plan to finish it, and this was released years, years after it aired. Right. Um, so... He's been working on this for a long time. He's been working on finding a way, and there was something somewhere. Uh, I don't think it was uh, it, it wasn't this, but uh, somewhere he had said, you know, if it's releasing sketches online or through a comic book or some doesn't matter what medium, he will find a way to end the story. He promised us that, and uh, now we're getting it in the form of new episodes. So, That's promise kept. Nice, good job. Yeah. All right, phenomenal. Let's 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 take a quick break, and uh, when we get back, uh, we're going to talk some news. Got a lot of news to catch up on, so stay tuned. 
Have you ever wondered what it might take for Karen to finally snap once and for all and strangle Chris? If you have, you probably never would have thought it would have something to do with sports and seating. What item from his collection could finally drive her to the brink? Find out an all-new Extremely Timely Into the Vault, Episode 25, Genesis Sega Sports Combo. There's no question about it, the robot apocalypse is inevitable. When it comes, our home automation expert Gabby is undoubtedly screwed. But which of her smart devices is most likely to help her meet her untimely demise? Head over to the Think Tank and read Living in Comfort slash Terror to find out. On a new episode of Ring the Bell, the guys grapple with the results of the 2017 Elimination Chamber and discuss, discuss some Grammy news. They also get a visit from one of the internet's finest, and Greg Carroll reads a real Facebook message from the Road Warrior Animal. What could wrestling possibly have to do with the Grammys? Who is this mysterious visitor? Why are questions always funnier when asked in threes? Get the answers in Ring the Bell, Elimination Chamber 2017. Dan continues his 2017 quest to pair Jersey beers with video games. The unusually warm weather we've been experiencing in the Northeast drove him to feature an unusual game and beer pairing. Both the brew and the platformer appear gimmicky, but they are actually much more than they seem. Don't miss Bits and Brews, Bolero Snort, SVB, and Thomas Was Alone. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more, right now at geekade.com. Chris, it's it's hello. It's time. It's time. It's time once again. <laughs> Dragon Ball Super sixty second summary with added bonus episode. <laughs> That's right. Because I missed last week's episode, I now have to fit two episodes in sixty seconds. Can I do it? <laughs> Yes. Yes, I can. (laughs) Okay. So, one minute, whenever you are ready. Ready and go. Okay, so Majin Buu fights the dog dude that kicks a whole lot, and it goes exactly as you expect it to go. He keeps beating up Majin Buu, and he lands in a big puff of smoke. He's like, ha-ha, I won. Everyone's so weak. And then Majin Buu gets up and is like, ha-ha, you didn't beat me because it's Dragon Ball, and if you see somebody land in a puff of smoke, they're probably fine. Or dead, one or the other. But either way, Majin Buu eventually winds up beating up the guy, and he wins. So the next round is Gohan versus Dog Dude number two. And Gohan's been kind of a mixed bag lately, because he hasn't been training a whole lot. And this second Dog Dude comes right out of the gate, swinging. It looks like Gohan's got the upper hand for a few seconds until he barfs poison in his face that is slowly killing him. But Gohan refuses to send Subin to make him feel better, because he wants to beat this fight and beat this guy in a fight all on his own. And he winds up uh, having a pretty darn good fight against the guy, powers through the poison body slams the guy technically wins but then uh he falls over and the match is announced as a draw and then the last fight which will be the next episode is goku versus dog dude number three are you shitting me i'm good at this (laughs) (laughs) thank you chris you're welcome and we're back and karen is here welcome karen thanks for joining us this evening Hi, guys. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> All right. Um, let's let's just tackle this news because we're going to try to cover two weeks worth of news in, in, in I don't know, 15 seconds. In one week's <laughs> worth of time. Um, I do. All right. Karen, you posted this first one, and I liked it. took me a few seconds to figure out what WTAF actually stands for. Um <laughs> 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 the A is for actual. <laughs> um, but apparently the the uh, <laughs> what are those? The odds are in, and Tilda Swinton is like the new favorite to be the doctor. Yeah, I really? mean, this is according to bookies in London, like not according to like <laughs> anyone associated with the production. Now, as a degenerate gambler, seeing seven to two odds is very likely okay Hmm. so it you know three and a half to one like i my like they in this article they list all the odds of many people most of which i don't know who they are but Haley's not on there nope no that's really upsetting to me idris elba is he's 20 to one Mm -hmm. and is james norton (laughs) like that's is that someone? 
Because I know Jimmy Norton from, uh, he was a comedian, really no, it's, vulgar. No, it's definitely not that guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's... Let's see. Of the people on this list who we know, uh, Olivia Coleman at 5 to 1 is the uh, female lead for Broadchurch. Okay. Uh, ben Wishaw played Q in the... Okay. Uh, Bond, what, 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 in, yeah, I don't remember which one. Was it Skyfall? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Richard Iwate is the puffy-haired guy from the IT crowd. <laughs> the uh, puffy-haired guy. <laughs> David Harrowood is on this list. David Harrowood is currently on Supergirl as Martian Manhunter. Really? Oh, wait, yeah. what? Really? Him as the yeah. doctor? Yeah. And these people are insane. Uh, Rory Kinnear, the name rings a bell, but I can't for the life of me think why. Probably because I've been up since 4.30. Gwendolyn Christie at 20 to 1 is uh, Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, I think, would be an excellent choice. It's not going to happen, but that I like it. That would be weird. I, I don't know how energetic she can be. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the thing that I, 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 there, I read something relevant to this today, which was not really a news story. It was posted on uh, Stephen Moffat's Facebook page as a quote from Chris Chibnall, who is the new uh, showrunner for Doctor Who for once after this upcoming season is over, Chris Chibnall will be taking over. Mm-hmm. After Moffat Moffat's off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> once the Moffating finally ceases. <laughs> Alright, somebody write that down. <laughs> um... <laughs> he said that it has not it has absolutely not been decided like a direction to go as to what the casting will be for the doctor uh but that he he is firm in that he does not want the casting to be a gimmick okay so he's not going to choose a woman for choosing a woman's sake but if he chooses a woman it will be because it is the best casting available that is absolutely Perfect to thing for him to say. Word. Um, okay. Next, Kevin Smith helming a Spawn spinoff TV show. I was like, really? Interesting. Um, first off, for those that may not know, back in the day, there was a comic by the name of Spawn. And in that comic, there were two cops, Sam and Twitch. Apparently, now they are getting a show. I don't know who's clamoring for this. I'm okay with it because it's it's Kevin Smith. It's Todd McFarlane. And it's Todd, Todd McFarlane, McFarlane is single-handedly <laughs> clamoring for it. He, he's <laughs> willing this to existence. Um, and it's BBC America. So, yeah. I would, they do good stuff. They do. It's going to be a procedural, you know, police procedural. Not Apparently there's also supposed to be, at some point in time, a Spawn movie coming. Uh, they don't know if it's tied to that. Not much information except for the fact that Kevin Smith is attached. Yay. Um, next up, sci-fi to launch a cosplay competition. Um, in the vein of that that show, what's that? The special effects the makeup, makeup show. Makeup one. Uh... Face off. Face off. Face off. Um, There's not nearly enough, uh, what is it, uh... Um, Scientology guy. Man, I've already screwed up this joke so badly. Tom Cruise? Was it Christian Slater and the... What's it? No, it wasn't Christian Slater. L. Ron Hubbard? No, no, no. John Travolta? John Travolta. Who else was in Face Off? Was it Nick Cage? Nick Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. Yeah, It's been a long time I've seen that. Well, yeah, there's not enough uh, John Travolta and Nick Cage in that show for my liking. There's the joke. Uh, There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Holy round the bush. Watch it come in for a landing. (laughs) (laughs) You you tripped all over that one, dear. If this was a level of pilot wings, I would have failed. Um, Inside baseball. (laughs) So, <laughs> Sci-Fi is going to launch a cosplay competition series, and the weirdest part to me is that it's hosted by Yvette Nicole. Now, she is what was that that television show with her role in college and the study Community. group? She, that's the only thing I really know her from, and I don't um, understand why she's attached to this. Yeah, I don't quite understand it either. Uh, She's been on Talking Dead a lot. Apparently, she's like a closet, well, not not necessarily a closet nerd, so much as like 
right. Who knew? Okay. I, I have. I thought the weirdest part was that it was to the death, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, sure, the event and the goal thing's weird. Um, yeah, it's that same style of competition. You have a limited amount of time to do an amazing amount of things. Ready, go. So this is just for cosplay. It's on, um, it's on, it's I, this on TV. My, this, <laughs> this came to my attention via our uh, one of our geek aid contributors, Sam Ahern, who is a badass cosplayer. Uh, and she was had some reservations about this show because apparently there was another show on sci-fi recently that was, uh, I think it was called Heroes of Cosplay. Sure. Um, I, and it apparently was a shit show. It was like manufactured drama for manufactured drama's sake. It was pitting cosplayers <laughs> against each other and making them all like look like a bunch of fools. And, uh, so she was understandably nervous that sci-fi was taking another swing at a, uh, cosplay reality competition show. But, Hopefully that you know that was a little while ago, and uh, Face Off uh, is is a pretty good show, and currently in its eleventh season, I'm just seeing so, which is surprisingly shocking. Wasn't Sci Fi the channel that did Who Wants to Be a Superhero? I feel like I completely <laughs> forgot about that show until you just said that. I did was too until you mentioned manufactured drama and making people look like fools. That's why I started busting up laughing. I was like, holy crap, there was a show that Stan Lee hosted where people pretended to be superheroes. Oh my god, that was awful. That shit was ridiculous. The show was so dumb. Hopefully this will not be that. Yeah, well, Remember, what was the last time you heard of feedback, huh? Remember feedback? <laughs> Wonder of what, season two? <laughs> no. No, I don't remember feedback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, okay. Send your hate mail to mail at geek <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, let's just keep an eye on it. I face off is actually a, a very good sh- like competition show. Um I, I if they're doing the manufactured drama bullshit, I it's I don't need it. I I run conventions, so I get enough of that in in IRL cuz cosplayers have it say in IRL yeah 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 um they they it's like they, going to the ATM machine yes or the the <laughs> automatic ATM machine um they are a drama filled group let's just leave it at that um okay so i want to try to catch as much of the casting announcements as possible i just scrolled through everything let's cover in humans first um Two characters so far have been cast. The main character, Black Bolt, which is... I, I'm kind of surprised that they're going this route, but Anson Mount is casted as Black Bolt. He, the surprising part of this is that Black Bolt... He's not Vin Diesel? N- well, the, 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 the Black Bolt character does not speak. So they got like a real actor... Because he's in a hell on wheels and like he's a, he's a good actor. He's he's going to be emoting a lot through his eyes. Um, as well for that show, they also announced his brother Maximus, who is going to be played by um, ooh, Ewan <laughs> Rion. Very How? good. Ah, I win. Um, that's that's is that Ren? No, which character did he play? Ramsey Bolton. Ramsey Bolton. Thank ah. you. <laughs> From you are knocking it out of the park right I now. I can sir. read. <laughs> so uh, those are two relatively good actors that are playing on comic book TV shows. So that's good. This is an ABC joint, right? Not yes. Netflix. This is ABC. Well, this is, it's an ABC joint, but. The first two episodes are being They're clumped together and right shown now. in IMAX theaters. I'm real curious about this because Marvel, ever since they decided that they wanted the Inhumans to be a thing, they have just been cramming 
in humans down our throats, just <laughs> relentlessly in the comics, yes, in the the TV shows, and with all the inhuman stuff that's going on in Agents of Shield, I am really curious how they're bringing the royal family into the into this because like the Inhumans, they, they they're there's a lot history. of them and they're weird. There's a lot of them and they're weird, and their history has been pretty fairly documented on the show, but like. We're talking like, I mean, these new inhuman—not new, but the Inhumans that they're they're bringing in in this Inhumans show are really friggin' weird, and they're like they're friggin' royalty mm-hmm. in the Inhuman community. So I'm I am just so curious how they're gonna pull this off, and I I hope it's good. But I mean, I don't know. I just I've never been a fan of the Inhumans. I I don't think they're very all that cool. I mean, Black Bolt's pretty cool, I guess. Um, isn't one of them a dog? Yes. Yeah, Lockjaw. Lockjaw. He's a teleporting that's, dog. That's going to be some. Medu- I knew a thing. Medusa. She has killer hair. Yep. So. Karnak. Big head. <gasps> Big head. <laughs> not not the Johnny Carson no. guy. <laughs> not the no. Johnny Carson okay. guy. <laughs> Looks right. even more ridiculous than the Johnny Carson guy, but... Uh, and, and, like, the, that recent resurgence of Inhumans when they tried to, like... They did stuff with the Inhumans, and like I remember seeing a like a Fear itself cover or something where Karnak looked like all serious. And it's like I can't take this guy seriously. He's got an egghead. Your head's He's got this too giant big, dome on his head. It's, uh, I don't know, man. Marvel they don't have mutants, so they want to make it Inhumans, and it's just yeah. not going to work. Like it's never going to work. Yeah, but we'll see. Godspeed. We'll see. Um, more casting, comic book, television show casting news. Um, I can't remember where it was. It must have been mentioned in Bags and Boards, our comic book podcast. Um, But there's going to be a Black Lightning show, which is... There sure is. It's going to be another CWDC joint. Um, And they cast Crease? Cress? Cress Williams. Um, I actually... He's Cress. (laughs) Cress. For some reason... Maybe four or five days ago, I happened to turn on the television. It was on Netflix, and I, it was just like a wandering click, and I watched like four episodes of The Heart of Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> I regretted it, but I watched it. Yo, my boss is like really into that show. <laughs> he's, he's from that show. Um, I have, I have <laughs> no information on the show. Black Lightning is an African-American superhero. That has electric powers. Uh, apparently, according to the synop- the really brief synopsis in this article, um, he's a retired superhero who's being brought back into life because of his justice-seeking daughter. So, I I don't know. I don't know. This might be. Don't we already have Joe and Iris West? Yeah, we do, and we already have the cast of sort of unknown superheroes with the friends of tomorrow um <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why <laughs> but i as i've always said i'm happy when more comic book shit shows up on television so the only reason this uh this story popped to my eye i'm looking at at cress williams's credits in this article and not seeing the one that i know him from do you know what it is chris no. He's Steve Saris from Sports Night. Is he? Oh, Felicia? Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. He played a very memorable one-episode guest role on, an, on a great episode of Sports Night. It was freaking hysterical. Wow. This so. one goes out to you, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Next up, I'm not going to actually... We're going to make people click on this link, uh, but we did get a an announcement that Rick and Morty Season 3 is finally in production. Uh, there is a video in the news article that you should really check out. It's quite entertaining, but it is good news because now there's the possibility that we will get more. We'll get Season 3 in 2017. So there you go. Um... Okay, this one. All right, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this article at all because 
I have only watched one MMA, like, pay-per-view full through. Only one. And it was the last fight with, with Ronda Rousey, where she literally got her ass handed to her in approximately 30 seconds. And when that fight was over, I went, well, there goes her career. Apparently, I was wrong because she will now be guest starring in an episode of The Blind Spot. Truly the highest honor one can strive for. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know if, you, if you've seen her acting chops before. I think she was in a Fast and Furious movie. And maybe, was she in that, that Stallone movie where, you know, all the old action stars fight oh, people the, uh, again? Expendables. Expendables. I think she might have been in that. I don't know. Have you guys seen any of Blindspot recently? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. We, We're yeah, all we still watch it. Okay. We still, I, it comes from a place of love. The show is a steaming pile of shit, but it's one of my favorite steaming piles of shit that I may have ever seen. I mean, it's just and it's how, so how do you, delightfully stupid. As true fans of Blindspot, how do you feel about Ronda showing up? I'm all right with it. Okay. I have no I opinion. Think, <laughs> I think as the, the role is described, she can, she'll do a perfectly fine job with. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh... And I'm looking, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Where is it? She, <laughs> I just keep seeing the the MMA fighter. Um, she grew up in a working class. She's a female prison inmate who grew up in a working class family from the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Yeah, I think she could pull that off. Um, I, I just, I hope she finds her footing somewhere because, you know, it's a shame. She's still young. Uh. Next up, <laughs> this this real quick. Apparently, Alex Trebek did a whole uh, category on Jeopardy about rap, or it's the category was titled "Less Rap Kids," and there, there is a video attached to this article, which is a smash cut of Alex Trebek reciting rap lyrics. It's pretty funny, in my opinion. I mean, gets Drake, Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar, Lil Wayne. It's just, it's funny and uncomfortable at the same time. But, I'll just say it. I hate Alex Trebek. <laughs> Fuck you, Trebek. <laughs> um. Honestly, and then he does shit like this. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my white old white guys version of these raps, and everyone will think it's funny. It's not funny." Fuck off, Trebek. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, I miss watch. I, I, see, I have a love-hate relationship with Jeopardy because I love Jeopardy. I'm awesome at it. I get a lot of questions right. But I hate Alex Trebek. <laughs> I hate him so much oh. with a fiery burning passion. <laughs> with the fire of a thousand suns, I hate Alex Trebek. He acts Trebek. like he has all the answers because he does. But that's only because they're on the cards. It's not because he knows everything. Oh, <laughs> smug bastard. All right. Uh, Voltron Season 3 is confirmed. Not only within this article, I found out that Netflix ordered I want, hold on, 78 episodes. There, there's a 78-episode commitment from Netflix. Which yeah, that's what five seasons six if you count the first episode which is technically a three-parter as mm -hmm. three episodes it is a full six seasons on netflix that is just spectacular so absolutely phenomenal news because they now have the time to tell the stories that they want to and they like they exactly they know when they're gonna stop so yeah like they just have an an arch and they're gonna Mm -hmm. The story arc, and they're gonna go with it. And did you watch season two? I got halfway through it, and then something else came up. But I will finish it. Oh man! So you don't care about spoilers, so I can yeah. I can say what the last words of the season are. Go ahead. Summon Prince Lotor. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Nice. I was thinking like <laughs> ten minutes before the end. I'm like, that doesn't look like Zarkon's getting out of this one. <laughs> I wonder where Prince Lotor. I wonder if they're going to bring Lotor into this at some point. The last words of the episode is like, yes, yes. <laughs> then I quick looked online. Is there going to be a season three? Confirmed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all, it's also did uh, did I read in here that they're bringing classic Voltron to Netflix as well? I thought I'd read that in there. Yeah, I think that's uh, in there been too. A while with, I was really with sick with when a, that happened. So <laughs> apparently, Voltron did huge at the toy fair that just happened. So mm. Voltron's back, baby. His if, show is good. Yeah, if you don't want to listen to us or believe all the things that we've said about it in the last, you know, whatever, several episodes we've talked about it, uh, you should go on geekade.com and uh, read our recent post about, uh, I believe it's called Paladins and Lions. Uh, Don Blake gives us a breakdown of season one and why it's so good. Gratuitous yeah, plug over. <laughs> nice. Really, really good. <laughs> it's a great good show. Article, good, good, show. Ad- good article. Great show. I mean, it's from the people who did the Avatar, the Last Airbender, and Legend of Korra. So if you liked those shows, then clearly you're human, and you should check <laughs> you out the soul. It's it's good, good, um, it's just awesome. A next, a, the next info of season release. We we're getting a. Did we get a date or just a, 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 a season? We got a, a season six. The release date for Mystery Science Theater, Mystery Science Theater 3000 Season 11 has been announced. It is Friday, yes, it April 14th, 2017. Yep. So it's coming now. I'll be watching it, 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 it. They did comment on this. But Chris, are you going to binge it or are you going to classically view it like you were forced to every Saturday? I'm physically incapable of binging things. Uh, okay. How I about this? Just, if I you would could. Love to mar- if I could, I'd marathon the heck out of it. Okay. If I could, I wouldn't stop watching Mr. Science Theater. <laughs> like ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. It's kind of one of my go-tos. Like when there's nothing on, there's a 24-hour Mystery Science Theater channel on Pluto TV. And I just turn Pluto that on TV. and watch whatever's there. And it's, it's wonderful. Like, so I love it. I'm that, that, that jazzed about April 14th, we're going to lose Christopher couple of hours um in this article there is a an interview with the cast from uh, san diego comic-con it was actually it was it was neat it was it was it was entertaining uh karen this one's for you yes it is another I announcement am so excited about this <laughs> oh my god american oh my gods god. you guys uh, the show is gonna be sick it's gonna be so good <laughs> Uh, it will premiere. <laughs> it will premiere April thirtieth on Stars. Uh, so he gets his Mystery Science Theater two weeks before I get American Gods. Uh, oh my goodness! It happens, but this this time Chris could... is on it. Okay. By the way, that's fine. Um, I am liking the cast. Everything, everything, everything is so. going to be good about this show. The only thing that's not good about the show is that it's on stars, and I don't think I get that. So we're going to have gotcha. to do something nefarious. I gotcha. I know. I Thank gotcha. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jillian Anderson, Pablo Schreiber. Schreiber? Is that an I or an L? Oh, my God. Uh, Cloris Leachman, Dane Cook, Orlando Jones, Emily Browning. I mean, Jeremy Davies. And Kristen <sighs> Chenoweth, like, yeah, that's a damn good cast right there. And yes, um, um, oh, what's his name? The guy from Deadwood, Ian McShane. Yes, oh, I love Ian McShane. I do. I think he's a great actor. This is, uh, I don't know. All right, so it's April. I think I may. I don't know. I don't think I've read this. I, I haven't. Oh, you well, you have time. So and you need to. I should. Should be for the show. Hmm. Mm, I I mean it's tough to say. The book is always better, so it depends on yeah whether you want to watch whether you want to experience the best version of it first, and then have the TV show pale in comparison, or watch the show first, and then you're gonna have the the actors from the show in your head when you read the book. Eh, it's up to you. Hmm. I don't know. I will make that decision and keep you posted. Um, let it. Let's let's talk about the the Oscars, right? That's what happened. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So two, two, two articles. Uh, <laughs> one. Am I, am I the? You, you didn't watch the Oscars, right? No, I did not. No. So I'm the only one who did. Uh, okay. Uh, the, the in memoriam disaster that happened. 
Yeah, which I haven't really seen anybody mention other than this article, and that's a which damn is, shame because this is ridiculous. Yeah, they, they put up... Uh, Janet Patterson passed, but they accidentally put the image of Jan Chapman for the In Memoriam video under her name, uh, under Janet right. Patterson's name. And they were and like, friends. Jan Chapman is not dead. No, very much alive. <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of awkward. Um, speaking of awkward at the Oscars, uh, uh-huh. this this next article covers both topics. Let's talk about the fact that Jimmy Kimmel apparently did a phenomenal job. I didn't watch. How do you feel? Eh. Meh. I, I mean, if you were on Twitter that night, you saw my reaction like Jimmy, I gotta go to bed, and not all this stuff is that funny. Yeah, he, like he ha- he he got long winded, did he? He just did bits that went on entirely too long, and like you know, he brought a, a tour bus full of tourists into the Oscar ceremony and like surprised them. It was like you know, a typical late night TV show bit. Yeah, right, right, right. That's not really. But the place I don't for have it. time for this. Well, don't worry, because he'll be quickly forgotten because of the... I like the... They're calling it an epic flub. Apparently, someone backstage handed the wrong envelope to... uh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty and... um, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. That's who is sort of getting the blame, which is unfortunate. So, best picture... Right? That's what it was? Uh-huh. The winner was announced as La La Land. Which is not that surprising because La La Land did very well. The problem is La La Land did not win. It was actually nope. Moonlight that was supposed to win. Now, nope. <laughs> my question is if if these the if the envelopes are sealed and nobody is supposed to know how did they catch that um well <laughs> the i think the initial uh catch was that uh, what happened with the envelope was there there are two sets of envelopes one for each side of the stage mm-hmm. and so the envelope that he had was for best supporting or for best actress not for best picture um and so when they gave the, when Warren Beatty handed it to one of the producers of La La Land, he looked at it and he was like, this, this doesn't say best picture on it. Emma Stone isn't the best picture. <laughs> so, uh, Interesting. Well, yeah. There was- and so he, he actually, I mean, he owned up to it and he was like, oh, there's been a mistake. And then I don't know what else happened as to who came out and said because because of the goddamn tour bus bit and Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> dropping Junior Mints and Red Vines from little tiny parachutes <laughs> into the audience, like, this happened after midnight Eastern time, and uh, I had gone to bed, and I okay. woke up in the morning, and I was like, I cannot fucking believe that I went to bed, and this happened. Well, uh, so I, I just, I would have, like, I, I would have gotten, like, a really awkward feeling, like... Like everybody's on stage. This is weird. <laughs> it was pretty awkward, and it was you know. I mean, there's there's stuff to be said about the fact that you know it, they mistakenly for a moment awarded the best picture to a bunch of white people, and then <laughs> it they had was... to be removed for the actual winners, which was a bunch of African American people. <laughs> hmm. Maybe was it was it a course correcting from last year? An over course correcting? Ah. <clears throat> Just to... the, the Oscars were definitely not so white this year. <laughs> yes, this is very true. Um, all right, we got two more uh, articles left. I'm going to talk about the, the cancellation of a, a CBS show. Catherine Heigl doesn't mm-hmm. have, a, have a show anymore. Shockingly, after two episodes, uh, Doubt is, has been canceled. Um, or did they, Are they saying canceled or as if it's just... Like they're putting it on hold because they actually have 13 episodes ready to go, um, but it's it's been canceled. They yeah. 
it, it's it had a horrible, you know, first couple of episodes with point eight and then a point six in the ratings. So it is what it is. Not all shows are winners, and it is CBS. So if it, I didn't even know this show existed. Yeah. So that's a fairly good indication that not so many people were watching it. Um, a couple other shows: ABC, Conviction, and Notorious didn't get back up. Like there's a, like there's shows that are not big, and they're and the the normal routine of cancellations and not getting a uh, what do they call it? I don't want to say they would call it a back nine, but I think that's golf. Mm-hmm. They didn't get a, the additional purchase of of episodes so it happens uh frequency on cw no tomorrow that they didn't get a back nine conviction notorious you know there's 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 a lot of shows out there and there's only so many hours in the day um lastly i was curious how you guys felt about this because i immediately had a by the second paragraph i had my own opinion um, YouTube is planning on launching its own streaming TV service. Now, first off, I was like, hmm, interesting. And then I read the second paragraph, which is the service will exist as a standalone app for $35 a month. I think that is far too high for what they are not offering. How do what you is know? it they're not offering that you want to see on this? Well, that's that. That's I want it to be cheaper, seeing as it's it's not having TBS, T, uh, TNT, AMC, AMC networks, Discovery, Time Warner. Like, there's a lot that they are not offering or do not have the ability to offer for thirty five dollars a month. I think that's a little high. How do you guys feel? Because you are actually cord cutters close, or as close to cord cutters as I know. Uh, we have had to back away from the cord cutting. We were all set to cut the cord, and then uh, we called Cablevision, or not Cablevision, fucking Comcast, excuse mm-hmm. me. And uh, basically it was cost prohibitive with the cost of internet to get lit. The, it was cheaper to keep the cable than to not. Just yeah, like the it package. used to be cheaper to keep your phone yeah. than get rid of it. Uh, that's now become cable is it's cheaper to keep. So we now have actually more channels oh, through Comcast. Uh, <laughs> Man, they saw before. you coming, didn't they? <laughs> they saw Chris coming, I guess. Um, uh, the only interesting thing to me about this is that CBS is a part of it. And CBS is not a part of any other streaming service. Okay. Um, I don't think that's worth $35 a month, Well, but also, it's interesting to me that I, I wonder what YouTube did that, you know, that they, they didn't, it's, that it, nobody else it did. It also seems like they're going to be showing commercials as well, <sighs> which for 35 yep. for streaming service, for that cost, I don't know. I don't know, maybe. The older I get, the more willing I am to pay for commercial-free services. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't have the money for it, but if I did, I totally would. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm more, I would rather pay more for no commercials than not. I Like, I was sitting down the other day, and I realized I only watch Netflix and Hulu. That's it. So. And do you have the higher level of Hulu that doesn't have the commercials? Yes. Yes, I do. I envy that, my friend. Well, I and it's not a hundred percent. There are certain shows that still do carry commercials. Um, I don't know which ones, and I've like there are certain shows now, like Legion. I watch on the FX app, and mm-hmm. they have commercials, so it's the same three or four commercials playing every once in a while. I that that I feel that the apps for the channels are better than actually watching it on the channel itself, even if there are commercials involved. So it is what it is. We'll see. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know how I feel about going to YouTube for real content. I feel like YouTube is like not, it's not television. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. 
I don't know. It almost smells like uh, YouTube is just like, well, everybody else is doing it. We got to do it, too. But, like, you don't have to, YouTube. You don't. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a shit. Like, for, for... It's called... <laughs> It's called oversaturation of yeah. the market. Yeah, for a minute there, I thought like Hulu was going to be perfect, and then the 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 C the C was it CW or CBS? One of them went sideways and didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And like, it was so close. Like, just give us one app service where we could pay and have our choice of no commercials or what to watch when we want to watch it. Like, it's just you'll make more money. You just will. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm, I, I promise I'm not getting political here, but it's kind of like single payer health care. Like, mm-hmm. just give us one thing that does everything we wanted to do. We'll, we'll give you money. We promise. It, it would just make more sense that way. <clears throat> all right. All right. That's it. That's all I got. Right. Yep. me too. All right. Good enough. Um, whose turn is it? It is your turn. It is my turn. Oh, mm-hmm. geez. What am I going to watch? What am I going to... You know, um, I actually... I, I, hmm. <laughs> Chris, all right, let's 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 give the spiel. Do, we, do you have the spiel? I don't have the spiel. <laughs> I don't have the spiel. All right, um, here it is. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Um, you can check us out on, on our all flavors of social media that, that we inhabit. Check us out on Facebook and... and YouTube and Twitch and go to our our, our we have a website geekade.com um, you can talk to us on Twitter at Twepcast you can talk to us individually I am at geekade no, wait wait I am at geekade <laughs> underscore Evan Karen is at uh, shoot <laughs> underscore the underscore moon Chris is at geekade Chris that's geekade K-R-I-S um, what else? There's something else. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, I, I I can't think of it. I, he's got. Uh, I've got it. Go, if you're oh. interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, show be notes. sure to check out our show notes. <laughs> and while you're at it, subscribe to this and any of our under other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Woohoo! All right. Um, I am choosing uh, Legion Season 1, Episode 1. Okay, it is. Chris is back for the finale. Yay! Hi, Chris. So we told him to check us out. Um, I'm now announcing our show that we need to watch next week. It is Legion Season 1, Episode 1. Oh, Pilot episode okay. of Legion. Um, All right. That is available on the FX app, or I guess they might replay it on FX. So that's it. Cool. That's all I got, guys. So from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Watch out. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.